Good morning and welcome. It's June 22nd. It's the uh, Toro Show here. And today we're going to talk a little bit about free agency. NBA free agency. Wow. Uh, as Charles Barkley says, this is one for the ages. One to where you can stack up your team. And uh, I'm going to give you my opinion on it. I, I think it's a bunch of uh, mess, disaster. Um, it's one of those things where it's agreed things that you would have never seen in the old NBA. I mean, we're talking eighties, nineties NBA. We're stacking teams. We're trying to, I don't understand the nonsense. It's people can't do things on their own. And it's what this world has come to in general. People cannot get moving. For example, Kyrie Irving, Boston Celtics, perfect example, made the playoffs, going in a certain direction, needs team around him, but LeBron was the problem, right? So that's the reason why he went to Boston, but now we're seeing that he couldn't take over a team in the fourth quarter. Kyrie couldn't get the surrounding players around him to be better. He's the point guard of the team. And he couldn't get it done. Now you're hearing, oh, he's going to go with the Nets. Or is he going to rejoin LeBron? Hey, man, that road is already crossed. You couldn't make it with LeBron. LeBron didn't like you. And now you're going to go back because you can't do it yourself? Why can't you stay in Boston? See if you can get somebody else to come play with you. Or is your image already to the point where it's been smashed? crash, whatever you want to call it, but you got to be able to, if you're going to be a big name player, you're asking for max money. I believe that the super max contracts and these contracts that these guys are signing, they should be able to take a team by themselves. And this is one of those things where you got LeBron, he jumped from Cleveland to Miami back to Cleveland. And then now he's over here with the Lakers. He couldn't even get it done by himself. He he had issues where he needed to get somewhere and called it college. I was in college for four years while I was over here. Well, yeah, maybe he learned a lot of stuff, but he still cannot take a team by himself and say, hey, I'm going to get these young stars and be able to put them in position uh, to play with me. It's the other way around. You play with me, I'm not going to get you to rise to where I'm at. It's... Um, degrading in some aspects. You've got the Kyrie Irving situation. It's like, where are you going? Well, to me, you're not a star. You're not a star if you cannot take over in the clutch. And I hate to say it. I mean, my, my man, Kawhi Leonard, he did that. Now, he's on the other side of the fence. Kawhi Leonard is in one of those boats where he went to a team had no clue what was going on, supposedly had this injury, which I still think he had that injury, uh, but I don't think it was as bad as it was, and he could have played, and that, you know, you're never going to get the real story. There's always three sides to that. But anyways, you're looking at this, and you see Kawhi took over. Kawhi took over the Raptors. Now, Kawhi would be selfish if he sat there and he said, well, I'm not going to take the Supermax with Toronto. I won the championship, and then I decided to go play with L.A., uh, not L.A. Lakers, but the L.A. Clippers. You see the other side of the story is 
that that is also another side of greed when hey you're perfectly fine over here with the toronto raptors keep that going and surround around that now this is why the argument is just so clear to me in the fact that you've got all these nba free agents they're ready to move you got the ad situation anthony davis yes it's a bad situation in new orleans right but I don't think the AD situation is going to change the Lakers. You got LeBron. LeBron runs the team. It doesn't matter whether you got Jason Kidd running the team. You got Mike uh, Frank Vogel running the team. I mean, honestly, LeBron's running that team. And any LeBron-ran team, if he doesn't respect the coach, it's never going to work. <laughs> It's apparent. It's apparent. David Blatt, gone. Didn't like him, gone. Yeah, they won the championship that year. Tyron Lue. LeBron won a Tyron Lue. Didn't work out. Lakers organization is just another story. But anyway, if we look at things and people say, well, let's look at the era of back in the day. Michael Jordan was the best player on the planet. Why was he the best player on the planet? Yeah, he might have had Scottie Pippen, but he knew where his place was. He knew his lane, and so did Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen knew his lane. If Michael Jordan was to get double teamed and get squashed and smashed and defensively, Scottie Pippen rose to the occasion. They could not do anything with that one-two punch. Now look at the uh, the opposite here. Is we want to, the NBA wants to stack these teams. Oh, now LeBron's got AD. Now they're trying to bring in Kyrie Irving to have this triangle, you know, these top three players. Kevin Durant goes and steals two championships with Golden State and does all these things. And rack and stacking these players. Michael Jordan never did that. Yeah. Scottie Pippen. Robin and Batman. Or Batman and Robin. And then you had surrounding players. Steve Kerr. Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc. You just had players that knew Michael Jordan was the man I shoot when I am needed. Now you get these three-headed NBA guys coming in there on a team and it's like, I need the ball, I need the ball, I want the ball, I need this. And the NBA has changed to a point of no return. Yeah, it might work for a couple, like a championship, but hey, we're going to go for three. And it doesn't work that way. Buying a championship is coming. Yeah, you might win one out of the three under the contract that you're with, but you're not going to win three in a row. You're not. It is just inevitable. The other thing is, these players that are signing these max contracts, Kyrie Irving's, uh, LeBron James, you knew back in the day Michael Jordan was going to take the last shot and you knew that this guy was going to make that fadeaway shot. The only issue Michael Jordan had was he should have quit the NBA when he made that shot against the Utah Jazz and not gone into that mess with the Washington Wizards. 
other people that you look in the NBA. And you might say it's by biased and, oh, you're just a San Antonio Spurs fan. Well, let's just face it, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan knew where he sat. He knew he was going to get 20 points a night, but he knew he needed help and he knew where to get it. And the problem with this is you've got to know where to get help. It's just like business. If I'm the manager, the head manager, I got to have a good warehouse guy, a good warehouse manager. I got to have a good, you know, engineers, project managers. I got to have all this stuff. Well, you got to have good shooters. You got to have good Tony Parkers. You got to have a player that's going to just throw down a three when you're ready. Steve Kerr, Steven Jackson. You just know where those guys are going to be. And Tim Duncan was the guy that knew where they were going to be. You never seen LeBron do it. Oh, yeah, LeBron. LeBron had Dwayne Wade and he had Chris Bosh. Okay. In those days, he was a star. Those were the stars. And did they win championships? Yes, but it's just a different era of basketball. It isn't, it, it, it isn't anything. And I go back to this story, too. The Kobe Bryant deal. Kobe Bryant started getting older. Oh, I'm going to take all the $25 million. Why did you take all the $25 million and then blow your Achilles and think that the, that the team was going to be good? The Lakers are where they're at because of that. And even more in a mess than that. So today's NBA is so different than, than it was back in the day. For example, let's go back to the Michael Jordan era. Michael Jordan goes out on whatever it was. I want to go play baseball or the gambling issue. We never know which one that one is. I mean, some people say they've proven that it was a gambling issue, but he was out for those years that he was out. The Bulls make the playoffs? Yes. They didn't make the playoffs in the first seed like they did previous. They went, they were the seventh, eighth seed. Still make the playoffs? That's Scottie Pippen, right? He's still decent. But they didn't have that player to get him over the edge. They didn't have that person that was going to make that shot. And you knew it was Michael Jordan time. And those of you that don't know who Michael Jordan was, you might want to watch some video of it. He had one killer fadeaway shot and you knew it was coming. The dude played sick. The dude was just a winner. And that's what happens a lot of times when someone tells you, hey, you're not worth anything. And you come through play at the University of Carolina and the next minute you're one of the best players in the NBA. Again, this whole story boils down to, hey, I know I'm the best player on the planet, but I don't have to prove it money-wise. Just give me players that I can sit there and bring to my level and know where their strengths and weaknesses are. Today's NBA, give me my money. I'm the best player. Time for a clutch shot. Clank, bonk. Nothing. There's very rare that there's players in the NBA now that sit there and are like Michael Jordan. You respect him because you know he's going to take the final shot. Well, the NBA is going to be one twisted season, I'll tell you that. From right now and, and, and everyone signing contracts and you're hearing things this way and you're hearing things that way, I'll tell you one thing. I don't believe the media in anything until someone signs the dotted line with whatever team they're going to sign with. Well, I hope you enjoyed the 10-minute uh, segment here of uh, the Toro Show. <laughs>